0: Yo, you won't beat the hell car it's like blame blow eight. For the Suns, they we jumped six second differential between the shot clock and the game clock. And remember, you're in the bonus as well. Paul, oh, little dribble hesitation
1: baseline pull up. Got it. Hello, and welcome everybody into another edition of the Sun Solar Panel here on the Fox Sports Arizona Facebook page, the Sun Solar Panel YouTube page or wherever you listen to your podcast, we are so glad to have you with us. I am Greg Esposito, ahoy, ahoy your host. Next to me is the Silver Fox, uh, the man that, you know, may have internet problems, but uh, those aren't any problems in his life. It's Dave King. Dave, how are you?
2: Hey, pretty good. How's everyone else doing this morning? Oh, well, Hopefully better than uh, your internet
1: connection. And then uh, the man beneath me, we usually call him uh, Carmel Thunder from Down Under, but today I'm and refer to him as another man another uh, another guy it's all well how are you a- <laughs>
0: <What>? <laughs> i don't even understand what the hell you just did right there i, I don't even, <laughs> what is going on are we starting this day off like this already no
1: i have a story behind this well, oh
0: awesome as in- long as it's not that stupid ass workaholics dude i'm okay no it, is, okay not it is not that
1: it's not that so <laughs> So in my time with the team, I got to know a a Hall of Famer. I'm not going to say the name. I'm not name dropping. But uh, this individual got the holiday card that my family sent out. uh, And this person said, hey, I saw that you have your show now uh, on Fox Sports Arizona with Dave King and another guy. So. You are now another guy. That's what what a Hall of Famer dubs you. Another guy. That's what you got a roll with. So.
0: Awesome, awesome.
1: So, good morning to another guy. How is everybody? Right. Happy New yeah, I should,
0: Year. I change. I should change my uh, my tag then.
1: <laughs> Happy New Year, gentlemen. It is twenty twenty one, and guess what? The Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA as we record this. They sit at 5-1 and one atop the West, just won back-to-back brutal games in Utah and Denver, one of the toughest back-to-backs you can play due to the altitude and the fact that the Jazz and the Nuggets have owned the Suns over the last yeah. handful of years. Uh, I'm not sure I could be feeling much better about the Suns team right now. How about you, Dave?
2: Oh, I I think it's pretty incredible. This was the the whole five games in seven days, and the last two being on the road, as you just said, Espo, in Utah, and then in Denver. Those were scheduled losses. We should we should be happy with a three and three record, uh, and we would have been probably and talked ourselves into it because of the uh, location and the timing of those games. Uh, these guys hadn't played basketball in in months, and all of a sudden they had a very short training camp. Then all of a sudden, five games in seven nights with. Two of the toughest games at the end, that was pretty. That was pretty baller. That was pretty awesome by this Suns team. How about you? How about you no,
0: yeah, I I, I totally agree. I, I think, I I mean, I I agree with you. Three and three, I thought was like, okay, well, that's not so bad. You know, this these are some pretty tough road games coming up, and man, yeah. uh, I don't even know where to start with this. So I'm going to let Espo lead the conversation, <laughs> but man, I, I I will say this. I had a friend text me the other day said he hasn't heard his son, who's uh, about 12, 13 years old, um, be so excited in the other room watching a son's game, and he can't remember how long, if ever – I mean, think about it, he's 13, you know, the prime years were when he was like three, you know what I mean, so, uh, and I was the same way last night watching that Nuggets game and watching how the Suns kind of, you know, started to lose the lead a little bit, but, um, but you still had that confidence that CP3 and book, were going to figure this out. And sure enough, that's exactly what they did.
1: Hey, I, uh, I I don't mean to rain on your friend's parade. But the kid's 13. Is he sure he was watching the sons? It's all I'm asking. You oh, know, it's... <laughs> so, look,
2: if no, I... these are, these are exciting games, man. I mean, that's, I, I, I hear people yelling, you know, I'm, I'm in an apartment at the moment, but I hear people yelling and, and stuff. And that's pretty incredible. That's
0: not for the game, Dave. That's not, <laughs> yeah, for <the> game.
2: well, <laughs> I choose what? to call it for the game. When, when they're yelling,
1: shut up, Dave. I don't think that's about the game. I think it's, say you're being too loud. Well, you're watching
2: the game. I'm definitely I'm look, definitely having fun.
1: Look, yeah. 5 and 1. Uh, I I could not be uh, more impressed. We we joked last week that they got a few Steve Buscemi wins as I called them. The the ugly but they get the job done kind of wins. Mm. And now you look at it and They're, they're getting the Scarlett Johansson wins. They kind of, uh, the, the good looking, exciting wins. They look a lot like the bubble team. All of a sudden the offense is clicking the balls moving. They're doing the little things on both ends of the court and, and, it's starting to move in the direction that, that you hope. And I mean, look at this there. They have the best record in the NBA. Now this isn't the group you expected to be at the top of the NBA, which shows you how weird <laughs> yeah, things have right. been. If you had told me Suns, Hawks uh, and magic, were going to be uh, three yeah. of the best five uh, teams in the NBA. At, after six games, you would have probably put me in a padded room. Ironically enough, I am in a padded room right now. Yeah. When we mm-hmm. record this, but uh, you know, like it's, it's not it's not exactly going to script around the NBA, but I don't think the Suns are a pretender. When you look at what they're doing, they've they've taken on the mindset of Monty Williams and CP three. You saw that last shot from CP three from the Nuggets game at the beginning of this show, uh, and you also uh, what you didn't see in the that clip was what he and Booker did earlier in uh, in that fourth quarter and uh, late in that fourth quarter to stem the tide i mean the nuggets came all the way back they took a lead i believe it was 98 97 late Mm -hmm. in the game and cp3 and book studied the ship and got got the shots that they needed to at the end uh chris paul knows when to turn it on and, and really this entire team has embodied monty williams and cp3's mindset it's it's not uh you know will we win it's will yourself to win and and they they no matter the situation have found a way to hit those clutch shots and and take care of business and be unselfish which has been fantastic
2: That's a, that's, a, that's a very good point because they had that 16-point lead late in the third, and Nikola Jokic got his fifth foul, and I think the Suns collectively for a couple of minutes there just kind of turned it off. They thought the game was in hand, and they had five consecutive turnovers to end the third quarter. Still had a 10-point lead with six minutes left, and only uh, a flurry run by Denver got the Denver that lead. Um, and then just Chris Paul, exactly as you said, Chris Paul and Devin Booker just, uh, decided, you know what, we're, we're going to make some shots here and our defense is going to stop them on the other end. And that's exactly what happened. Well, that that steal you're showing right here uh, saw that that steal almost steal by Will Barton, that was a hell of a recovery by Devin Booker to make that three right there. That is, that is big time. And then Chris Paul just driving in and getting that actual shot right there against Jokic, even though Jokic ha- had actually pretty good defense on him. Uh, Chris Paul knows how to t- get those shots off.
1: The thing that impressed me most about Book, too, is early on he, he very much deferred. We've seen a couple games since our last podcast where Booker wasn't even a focus of the offense and they still won. And it doesn't seem to bother him. He seems to be doing yeah. whatever it takes. And then he has the mindset there at the end to somehow recover on what looked like another turnover that was going to commit late Uh, recover and take that shot all in basically what was one motion there uh, and, and hit it like this, this team, uh, again, I think I had mentioned this last episode, but our friend John Bloom of the sun's post game show and put, and you know, radio play by play guy for the team uh, said, you have two closers on this team. And, and it's so true. Mm -hmm. Devin Booker and CP three, you feel comfortable enough closing at a game
0: yeah, yeah absolutely. It, you know, I, right. I think one of the other things that that I have been very happy with is the fact that CP3 and Booker haven't really played fantastic games. You know, right. Booker's right. Booker struggled quite a bit turning the ball over and it almost cost him last night as well. And so mm-hmm. it's been nice to see that the Suns are, are able to overcome those because of their depth, because of the way Cam Johnson and Mikhail Bridges are playing, especially Mikhail. He's been fantastic in the early going um, and D.A., on the offensive side, hasn't been phenomenal either um, until last night. You know, he finally got his highest point production of the season last night. But overall, I mean, you got to be excited because of the way they got to 5-1. Um, not that they're 5-1. And I think that's the most promising thing because, you know, D.A. talked about yesterday about um, how he thinks that the best is yet to come. Can you even put into words what it means to win these kind of clutch time games when you've got the point god running the show and Devin Booker <laughs> hitting the shots that he's got opening up space for you? Yeah, it's a blessing. You know, just those guys just being on top of me, uh, telling me what's going on and, you know, just – I don't know, just focusing on the plays and the task at hand. You know, sometimes coach can't get to me or I can't hear coach, you know, CP and D-Book are on me and, you know, we, we just have emotion and, you know, we just now getting started. Congrats on the win. Happy New Year, big man. <laughs> Happy New Year. Thank you, guys.
1: De- DeAndre looked quite excited for uh, yeah. for that win. So, oh, yeah. What's
2: most exciting to me about him, and I know people get frustrated about this, uh, but he loves – the defensive side, he nonstop in in interviews and the way he acts on the court and the way he carries himself. He only wants to play defense and he he wants to be an anchor on defense. And man, he was so good defensively against Denver. He only got credit for two blocks, but he had so many shot deterrences and and stops that, that weren't credited as blocks. The guys just missed the shots. He's just really, really good down there. And he even said last night in his post game interview that what he, uh, where he's progressed even the most since the bubble has been his perimeter defense, and that's true. I love seeing a guard try to uh, when it, when he gets switched onto a guard, and the guard backs up to dribble into him and the guard still can't get the shot off. I think that's, I think that's awesome. So I, I am, I'm very happy with how Deandre Aiden is playing defensively and he is picking up the slack and getting better on offense. Uh, and he will over the course of the season, get better on offense or more productive. I mean, he's still, the thing is, even Chris Paul said it uh, last night post game. He's like, DA doesn't get all the shots, but he draws the defense. And he, 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 he gets people open by going to the rim and them knowing he can get that shot right at the rim. They'd rather have a three-point shooter take it. That'll change. Some Some teams, uh, like on Thursday night against Utah, Utah decided to let D.A. dive to the basket and not double team him uh, and so they could defend the shooters on the three-point line. The Suns still beat him with three-point shots, so Utah didn't do that good a job on that defensive adjustment. And then D.A. was a little bit, he told us after the game, he's a little bit confounded by having no defense against him.
0: There was also several times in, in that Utah game, and EJ EJ pointed it out, uh, how the effect that D.A. did have rolling to the basket and sucking yeah. in the defense. And that's why Mikhail was so open so many times in those corners is because of that pick-and-roll drive. Um, and and DA, that's that's the thing is that, that people look at the stats and they're like, Oh, DA's been playing terrible. He's only got 11 and four, 11 and eight, or whatever. Um, but there's so many other things to the game that he's bringing to the table. And because of the wins, that's when that's when you notice the wins more, is when you notice that he's doing these types of things that are getting you from point a to point b and they don't always show up on the box score so when people are upset about da because they they think he's not putting up lucas stats well i'll tell you what i'd rather have da right now the way he's playing defense on mm-hmm. on uh, you know in every single game so far this season outside of the foul trouble he's he's a perimeter threat He's a he's a uh, a threat down low. You can't get an easy bucket around him, which is what you want from your big. And in addition to that, he's having an impact on the offensive side without even touching the ball, which is phenomenal. That's what that's why that's the CP three and book factor as well. When they're not touching the ball, just their movement will free other guys up. And that's what's yeah. happening with D.A. despite the fact that he's not putting up the big numbers that the other two are.
2: Look, There's right, so many offensive options, uh, just yeah. so many that the defenses just are going to have to pick their poison all season long. And it's up to the Suns to find what the defense is trying to stop and then just use and kill them with the other parts. Correct. Yeah. Look,
1: look, this team cares about, and it's cliche, the name on the front of the Jersey, not the back. And that's the way, you know, I think a lot of us should approach it too. If you're still grinding an ax over certain Certain guys on this roster, then you're not really paying attention to this team. This is a fun team to watch. The little things are what's getting it done, and and you're right, Saul. With Da, it's it's and Dave as well. <clears throat> I gotta. I you're say choking Dave, up. You I say, to, Dave
0: yeah, it's it's had to so give me credit. It. It choked up. He's so emotional about it. (laughs) I
1: say Dave, and I get I get a visceral reaction, apparently. But uh, you know, I
2: do make people choke up.
1: (laughs) Da rolling to the basket and and pulling in defenders is helping these additional guys. He's doing the little things on on the defensive end as well, and and that that's exciting. And then you saw in the Denver game, they made it a point to get him the ball offensively mm-hmm. and, and let him work. And he did those things. He backed, you know, he backed into him. He he had those turnaround jumpers. He, he got, and ones, there were, there were a lot of good things in that Denver game offensively, for da. so i'm not I'm not particularly worried about it. and I do love a defensive mindset. and when you look at it, this entire team has that right now. But one guy that I think has really helped DeAndre Ayton that I'm not sure it goes real noticed is Jay Crowder. He makes the right pass into the block. you know he finds da. he he helps this entire team and what really pushed them over the edge uh, to to start playing, to their full potential offensively was when Crowder started hitting some of those shots that he missed early on, which looked like tired legs because he left a lot of them short. And, and we got to remember he was just playing in the finals back in October. Yeah. So not a lot of rest for Jay Crowder, but to me he stood out as one of the unsung heroes so far about why this team's so successful. He, he really is uh, embraced the 0.5 offense and, and done those things that keeps the ball moving. And that's what made them so special in the bubble and why they sit, you know, if you count the bubble, uh, 13 and one in, in their last 14 games. So,
0: I mean, uh, I, I got to say, are we, do we think the Suns are, this is the best defensive team the Suns ha- have had in, I mean, geez, I can't remember. Ever? I <laughs> Maybe ever. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, is this the best defensive team so far? It's only been six games. I understand that. But the way that they move the way, around, the mm-hmm. flexibility that they have to be able to ca- guard all five positions, even DA can guard on the perimeter now. Yeah. Man, I don't know. I don't, I can't recall a team that's had so much defensive flexibility as this team, or versatility, I should say. Well,
2: and they have – yeah, exactly. They And they have some very good individual defenders in every lineup they, they, that they put out there, as well as the guys who are all committing together. You're seeing – yeah, you're seeing some of these highlights here. These guys are all really committing into, the, into their positions and staying on a string as teams. We've heard it for years. Got to stay on a string. All five men have to know what the other guys are doing, blah, blah, blah. Well, this team is actually doing that. Uh, yeah, you've got Javon Carter, who is just a pest on individual players, but you have the entire team, including Jay Crowder. Here, we're seeing a lot of Jay Crowder doing some help and getting steals and stuff like that. So that's that's just fun to watch. And other other national folks are are commenting as well at how at how pesky and and effortful the Suns are on defense, how how big their defensive effort is. That's great.
0: And Mikhail, I, I Tim Tompkins. Your beloved Tim. Hi, Tim. Uh Our it, it mentioned, mentioned in the chat uh that Mikhail got some some BS calls last night against him. And I'm so glad that they reviewed that very last one because I mean Mikhail is might be the best one of the best defenders in the NBA, if not yeah. the best, honestly, because of his flexibility, because of his length, because of his ability to really he blocks you in the most unorthodox of ways. And I don't think players are ready for it. You know, it, 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 he's running full speed and you think, okay, I got I got him. But then he uses that opposite hand in a, in a unique direction to block your shot. And you're like, where the hell did that even come from? And you can see the confusion on the other player's face. And that's the best thing about watching these games what? is you just – And Mikkel just like yeah. – <laughs> was able to stay with them and, and, and block their shot. It's pretty cool.
1: I think that's part of the, the reason he's getting some of these foul calls, though, is because we're seeing things that you're just not used to seeing on the court from a defender, and he does it so effortlessly. Uh, and there was also the – he had a block that they called a goaltend as well that wasn't really a goaltend. Uh, he's just – I am. I'm willing to say right now he will go down as the best defender in Suns history. Rick uh, and Johnson. To your, to your. Uh,
0: to your... <laughs> Rick Johnson. Everybody has issues guarding yeah. Jamal Murray. Okay, yeah. not just Mikael <laughs> Bridges. He does a great <laughs> job against Jamal. He, he makes his shots more difficult than normal. Sorry, but if,
1: when it counted, when it was important. He he, yeah. took care of business when it came to Jamal. Like Jamal and would if you be look an MVP
2: it, if he only played in the bubble or against Phoenix. <laughs> well, look, and
1: most of those points—well, uh, not most, but a lot of his offense came in that first quarter. I mean, that was that was when he really went off, uh, and yeah. so. Uh, okay, great. you you went off in the first quarter, but when it came down to the fourth uh, fourth quarter and and when it mattered most, Mikhail uh, got the stops there. and I to your point Saul, I think this is so far the best defensive team we've ever seen in Phoenix because, that's actually their identity. That's that's the, their mental makeup. That's a focus. And in Phoenix, that's just never been the case. It's always been about offense. It's been about fast pace uh, and they've never really had that mentality. But I feel like Monty again and Chris Paul bring that with them. And in particular, Chris Paul is just hard nosed across the board and takes it seriously. And you're seeing his teammates do that as well.
2: Speaking of pace, so the Suns are now 30th in the league, last in the league in pace, which is the number of possessions per game. However, what they do is they get into that half court and then they just they make so many good intentional passes that that get the defense on their heels and ends up with with a with a good shot. Uh it's just fun to watch. You know, I would have thought that I'd be bored as hell watching the league's slowest team, but this this is not the league's slowest team because they they are so engaged on offense and and in the passes in the half court it's still fun to watch but yeah that is one of those things they are 30th in the league in pace and that's a chris paul staple he does not run uh the dude is is a guy who who gets he's very deliberate and he gets the most out of every possession i think it was uh Shoot, J.J. Reddick the other day, yeah. Uh, J.J. Redick the other day said that he loves CP3. They're very, very good friends, but he hates playing against them because CP3 squeezes every last ounce out of every possession. And you can see it on the court.
1: Well, and I, I've never seen a point guard take that inbound pass that rolls before he picks it up uh, as often as Chris Paul. It's like even, even sometimes the inbound is slow. It's just like I'm controlling <laughs> the pace in every aspect of of this game you will bend to my will is is kind of the way CP3 looks at it. A couple other things. Uh Kamitsy Cove back in action. Uh he he's played he's played some helpful minutes off the bench. We have not had to see hey we have to talk we about we haven't had
2: to see Damian Jones. That's the plus right look yeah. look
1: yeah we have we totally have to yeah. talk about uh <laughs>
2: about or Jonathan Pickman. Motley
1: that, that is that is who we are here on the Sun Solar Panel. So I you know uh he hasn't done anything overly spectacular, but he has provided some stability where you don't cringe when, uh, when your backup uh, or your backup to the backup center comes in the game. So, you know, look, I'm, I still own the property there, and then I have to make an announcement about uh, Langston Lagoon. It is a, a catch and release lagoon, as in the second Langston Galloway catches the ball, he is releasing that shot, That's and so it is fast. impressive. He almost got another four point play against Denver. Yeah. <laughs> He's just so good at that, and uh, you know, and he just seems to be a guy that goes okay. I'm coming in when I get my minutes, I'm going to do what I do and I'm going to be ready whenever that chance comes. And I think he had 9 points in 8 minutes uh, against Denver. It did it all in the first half. Didn't play second half minutes, but it w- was impactful in that short amount of time he played. I I'm having fun just watching him launch those corner threes. And he had a great offensive rebound as well that helped them in that first half too.
0: Outside of the you know the the great things that you guys are talking about and the and the great plays and the great players and stuff like that, what are some concerns that you guys have moving forward where you think the Suns are still going to make a significant improvement as the season goes along?
1: Absolutely none. Stop raining
0: on the parades. Okay. So. All right, cool. All right.
1: <laughs> no, no, I'll that's, bring up that's become. what I wanted to
0: hear. I'll bring up Also, become. is that a um, Save by the Bell shirt you have on? Yes, it
1: is. Sa- <laughs> Save by the Bell NBA jam shirt. Thank
0: you. Mario <laughs>
2: Lopez loves you. Nice. All right. Um, yeah, no. So obviously Devin Booker cutting down on his six turnovers per game. He had a, uh, a start a couple of years ago where he averaged six turnovers a game in the first, uh, uh, handful of games. And people are like, Oh no, he can't control himself. He can't control his passing, blah, blah, blah. But then he really tightened it up and had an all-star level season. Um, that the only reason it wasn't an all-star two years ago was the sun's record. Um, and by the way, can we point out the fact that Steph Curry is and Devin Booker have now uh, been cast in Trading Places, uh, Part 3 or whatever it is? Because uh, all of a sudden, Steph Curry is the one surrounded by nothing nobody. burgers, yep. nobody, and losing by 30 points no matter how good he is. And it's Devin Booker who's actually winning as, as one of a team. Listen, um, I am it mistake. was never Booker's I'm- fault.
0: I'm a Steph Curry stan. I just yes. will say that right now, as as we speak, uh-huh. and so everybody can just go somewhere else with their. Well, LeBron took his team to the finals. Not uh-huh. in the West, he didn't. Not in the West, he didn't. And with not with that bums. surrounding
2: cast. I mean, nothing against, <laughs> look, nothing against individual people, but man, that surrounding cast is collectively about as bad as what Devin Booker had to deal with in Phoenix for a few years. Yeah. Um, so it was never Booker's fault. Just like it's not Curry's fault. That is that the team is so bad, and uh, but I digress. I think Booker will uh, cut down. I know B- Booker will cut down on his turnovers. He'll become one of the most efficient players in the game again, uh, and he'll find his footing in this offense, and they'll be even that much more dangerous. CP three only averaging thirteen points a game. He uh, usually averages seventeen to nineteen. You got Da who's uh, short on uh, shooting as well, or points per game as well. They'll he'll find his niche. These guys, these supporting guys, but Mikel and Camp Johnson and campaign and all these supporting guys are just so good. And I loved seeing Dario come back this week. Let's talk for a minute about Dario. He is definitely DeAndre Ayton's backup in terms of uh, he is going to play the big man position uh, when DA is on the on the bench. They're not going to play next to each other much this year at all. And Dario was perfect. He was so good this week in the, in the few games that he played and he took Friday off just for, just for rest because he's still recovering from that quad injury. And I was, what did you guys think of how Dario looked this week?
0: Oh, I thought Dario looked just fine. You know, he, he gave you exactly what you expected. Uh, Defensively, he was pretty good. Um, Offensively, he didn't hurt you. Uh, I thought, yeah, as a backup center, you, that's exactly what you want to see, right? You want to see him produce, um, at a level that consistent, you know, that, that provides consistency for you. Cause the, the game, the, the Suns have have really uh, thrived in in terms of having consistency from from the beginning of the game to the end of the game. Yeah, they have some some ebbs and flows, but their their highs and lows have not been as drastic as the other teams that they've been playing against. Mm-hmm. And that's what I that's what I want to see. You don't see a significant drop off when you go to the bench. And if not, if if anything, the bench has been better than the starters. If you look at the plus minus, that'll tell you that.
2: Well, Uh, the the bench has been better against the other team's bench than our starters have been against the other team's starters because the Suns have played good teams. The Suns have, according to ESPN's complicated strength of schedule uh, thingamajigger, where they consider back-to-backs and on the road versus home and all that. The Suns have had the toughest schedule so far this season.
0: I'm sorry. I forgot. I needed to put my glasses on <laughs> so I can be nerds like you guys. Okay, cool. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> All right. Fine. According to ESPN.
0: Do not put me in that bucket. I do not subscribe to any analytics. I, I am. So, any shots that I fired today are because of the shots that you tried to fire last Saturday. And I don't forget. <laughs> no, they were, I didn't
1: try to fire them. I, I shot them and they were direct hits. Let's be honest with that. But so to answer your original question, since you guys just went on for 10 minutes and I sat here staring at a minute. The time
2: Espo doesn't talk is it feels interminable to Espo. Exactly. I mean, to be fair,
0: you did ask a question to yourself and then went on about Dario. <laughs> I did. did. What about Dario? What do we think about Dario? Let's talk about (laughs) Dario. Here we go. And so this is what I think about Dario. And I was like, what the hell is this going on right
2: now? I don't know if it's being passed back to me. I'm like a a ball (laughs) hog
1: to answer another guy's uh, question here uh, <laughs> his original question he did ask what uh, what i am concerned about and it is deandre ayton's hands all right uh still dropping and, and and kind of fumbling a lot of balls uh losing it even when he goes up strong and that even happened in the denver game which was his his best game uh, offensively of the year so far i want to get it, part owner Larry Fitzgerald out there teaching him how to how to use his hands to the best of his ability because he's not a guy who who knows how to do it better than uh, than Fitz. But that's my main concern is just uh, just Da's hands because we are seeing some turnovers still in those situations. But even that is a a minor concern of mine. And and Dario, the nice thing about him is just stability. You look at that and it kind of it kind of provided a calm for that bench when when D.A. was off the floor, which gives gives Monty more options, which which is nice. And and, and you saw when Dario came back, things clicked even more. Uh, it was it was a combination of, of Dario and Jay Crowder starting to hit his shots, those kind of things that all of a sudden you're you're putting a hurting uh, on some teams In in the last week, so I like what I'm seeing from Dario. Not a lot that concerns me right now, but the problem is consistency. Can you keep this up for uh, for an entire season? Right. Hot hot, hot starts are great and apparently difficult to say, but (laughs) uh, but it's all about sustainability, because last year, if you remember, the Suns were the darling of the NBA through 11 games. They had surprised people. Huge win again over over the 76ers, who were thought to be a favorite in the East uh, early in in the season at home. uh, There was a lot that that got people excited, but they couldn't consistently keep it going and what what's the difference to you guys this year what makes you believe if you do you don't have to you can disagree but what makes you believe that this team will be able to keep that consistency where last year's son's team faltered at times
0: well i think it's 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 booker it's booker last year you had booker and Ubre that were playing at a very high level to start the season. Um and, and you had some injuries early on. They beat the 76ers and they beat who they're going to play tomorrow, the Clippers. Um if you remember that game there's a very viral moment of Booker and um uh, Beverly going at each other which uh, you know, I hope to see again tomorrow. But uh <laughs> I digress. The uh, the the thing about it is the depth and the defense. the the, the killer D's, let's just call it like that. You know, depth and defense. That if you have that, you are going to be competitive in the NBA. You just are, and I think that's what that's the biggest difference this year with this Suns team is that, you know, even you know last night, Devin drove to the basket. There was a point in the, where he ended up turning the ball over, and Da was wide open underneath the basket, like it was an easy bucket if he would have just looked for him. And that's the development that you're going to start to see here. Booker's going to have to start to trust his teammates. In the fourth quarter, especially DA. DA is the missing link. I've been saying that since day one to this team being a top three contender in the West. If if DA can it can perform offensively, and I think as we move on, you'll start to see that from DA on the offensive mm-hmm. side because I think he's starting to build some confidence. I think what he's doing on the defensive end is going to build him for the rest of this season and put him at another level that, that I don't think we've seen yet. And as we move forward, that's what I think the biggest difference is, is the, is the defense and the depth and D.A.
1: Uh, huh. uh, the depth and defense, the most attractive double D's in the NBA. So. <laughs> Dave, what do you think? What, what makes this team more likely to be consistent throughout the year as opposed to how the Suns started last year?
2: Uh, look, I think they have more depth. Uh, last year when you lost Ricky, you didn't really have much behind him other than Devin Booker taking over point guard. I mean, come on, let's let's try to remember here. We had Elia Kobo, no offense to Ellie, but we had Elio Kobo. No uh, offense to yeah As <laughs> a person, again, as a person, no offense. But man, we had Elio Kobo, Ty Jerome, and really Javon Carter is not a point guard. He even this year, he's not a point guard, he's a backup shooting guard. But if you but now campaign is that difference campaign can run that team um effectively obviously not at chris paul level and not even at devin booker level but campaign can do that uh he can play well he can he can if if the suns are missing one or two guys big guys in the rotation they'll be able to withstand it i'm assuming no devastating uh multiple length injuries um but as soon as as long as we don't have any devastation on that end this, this is totally sustainable because of that depth. And you can lose one or two guys for a little period of time this year. Uh, last year, the Suns only got real bad when they were stuck with Frank in the middle because DA was suspended and Aaron Baines was hurt. Uh, they only got uh, – they, they had an eight-game losing streak, I think, um, during that period as well as when Ricky was hobbling. You're going to have some hobbling times from uh, Chris Paul. But now you've got campaign to fill that in. You're going to have some, um, I don't think, DA, you know, knock on wood, I don't think DA is going to get himself out for long periods of time again this year. He's going to play the whole season. That's a huge for this Suns team. So it's definitely sustainable. Um, they're obviously not going to come up big in the clutch every single time. But overall, they're going to win most of those clutch situations. And that's what makes a difference on a 50-win team versus a 45 or a 40-win team.
1: Yeah, for me, uh, the difference is, and Saul kind of alluded to it, you had guys playing at, at levels they had never played before that got the Suns off to a hot start last year. Aaron Baines, Kelly Oubre, uh, even Devin Booker to a certain extent uh, were playing at levels that, that you just yeah. weren't going to expect. And Ricky Rubio was hitting shots that, that we didn't expect. That's not what's going on here, right? look at the stats, look at how they're winning. There's nobody that you're looking at going, oh, this guy's playing out of his mind. In fact, you're looking at it going, we haven't really seen that, uh, that typical Devin Booker offensive game. Uh, you know, some people were like, oh, is there something wrong with CP three? He's not scoring. You know, there's, there's things like that. And, and you've seen different guys step up in different games. Jerry Crowder mm-hmm. leads the team in scoring <coughs> one, one game, Cam Johnson, Mikhail bridges. Like, this isn't this isn't the, the kind of uh, you know electricity in a bottle that they that they caught last year. It's it's actually mm-hmm. underperforming in some cases, uh, at least offensively, and that's what excites me. And and I I said it last week. I'll say it again. This team is going to go as far as Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges take them. Yeah, These are the guys that are going to get a lot of open looks and they've converted so far. And that's exciting as well. That's why you can have a game where Devin Booker doesn't score and where you can have CP three, where he's focusing on just getting everybody involved rather than them being a a big time bucket getter is because uh, those guys have, have evolved into what you were hoping they'd be. And Cam Johnson uh, looks to me like a guy who reminds me a lot of a young Dan Marley. Now, taking a little heed for saying mm. it, but the Thunder Cam is is what I'm seeing here. Oh, the, reason,
0: Jesus. the reason I'm seeing this <laughs> is, is
1: he's not just camping out at, at the three-point line. He's cutting to the rim. He's, he's, he's playing well on defense. He's putting in the effort. There's just little glimpses that I go, I remember a little of that uh, from from Marley early in his career. And he has more of a three point shot than than Marley did early in his career. It's just, you know, we like to make comps. Somehow it makes us feel a little bit more comfortable. And that's one that that kind of this week, uh, you know, I felt a little bit.
2: Buckdog in the chat asked, what, what's the catch with campaign? When are we going to start seeing him fall back down to earth? I think it's obvious that he's not going to make 50% of his threes for the rest of his career. So the guy is, I mean, he looks like he's shooting an arrow when he, when he takes that three-point shot. Mad respect for him to figure that out and how to stand sideways and take the, be the only sideways shooter in the NBA who makes his long shots. But you know what he's got for him? He can drive and get to the rim this year. Like I wasn't even seeing in the bubble. Uh, he he's got the he's got a couple of dipsy doos near the basket. He's a lefty, so uh, the defenders when they're when they're turned around, it really yep dipsy doos. That's how Wait, I said what, it. What, what year
0: what, what year were you born?
2: Shut up. Uh, the <laughs> old white man phrase. Okay, Fine. <laughs> He's got some juke. He's got some sizzle, whatever you want to say. Not he any better guy. It's not getting better. <laughs> no. He's groovy. All right. He's definitely
0: groovy.
2: Anyway, can I make my point, please? Uh, he knows how to get the ball off against a taller guy because and it helps being a lefty too because he, he gets off uh they're they're always guarding you're, you're always taught to guard the right so he's good uh he's good at that and he's good at uh running the show getting guys in place and he's a hell of a defender. I, he tries so hard. He's the guard that I trust the most switching onto a big under the basket. I mean, his ability, he, he, he boxed out Zion the other night. That was so fun to watch. Um, so it, I love it. I, I love watching campaign play. I, I think he, that's always going to be there. The only thing that's going to go at some point is he's going to go one for 20 on threes at some point. That's it.
0: He's he, got, he won't even get to that point though.
1: Well, yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, he's gonna, he's smart enough to know if it's not falling, he's gonna pass it. Like he get, he gets that, yeah. uh, he's got a hot hand right now. Yeah, he's
2: very he's smart. But yeah, he is that too he, old? Is that an old reference? Smart, he, yeah. Pointing
1: at your head, yes, smart <laughs> and pointing at your head. Too old. Man, this, <laughs> he looks, he looks like Fred Astaire out there with his footwork doing the <laughs> his fancy kid. footwork.
0: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we lose Espo? Do we lose everybody? No, no, we're here.
1: Are you here Saul? Oh,
2: here, Saul? Yeah,
0: here we go. Another
2: guy. <laughs> I thought so I lost right, you guys. No, uh, no. We who's, who's having the stroke now? Okay, <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> we can't we can't make
1: fun of Dave big old without uh without the other go- old guy on the show apparently losing sight of
2: all of us. So. On
0: my on my <laughs> on my end, I lost you guys. So we'll see you in may- the post game review. Oh,
2: he through, can dish it out. You. He can't take it. Let's see. All right. Maybe you do
1: need those glasses after all.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, put geezer. them back on, dude.
2: The uh, oh, <laughs> fact that you have them is also fun. Wait, uh- let me get out
0: my <laughs> analytics folder hold on
1: uh. <laughs> nice to have, it's nice to have a second uh, analytics nerd guy on. The, you, know,
2: nerds, uh. you know what's really sad it's extremely sad that I am the nerd on this group I mean,
1: no there's nothing sad about it it fits it fits the the mold here but if you, uh, ask, we, you, yeah, we,
0: you did talk about we did talk about the clippers or I touched on the clippers last year and, and Booker and, and Beverly uh, I did want to say, we everybody knows what's going on tomorrow night, right?
1: Yeah, we know, and and you grab the wheel. I was actually going here too. We got a lunar panel tomorrow night. Yeah, coming buddy up we do. after, right after Suns versus oh, Clippers yeah. on Fox Sports, Arizona. You can catch us here after the post game show. We're the post post game show. We're the, uh, you know, the nightcap after you're done at the bar and you go back to the hotel for another one. That's what we are. Uh, we're we're a little less uh clean and a little more sloppy than the uh than that first post game show but we'll have some fun Seriously. With it. The, it is the lunar panel uh reminder i believe tomorrow night uh, sunday night's game against the clippers is a 6 p.m
2: start so mm-hmm.
1: we won't uh, this oh. lunar panel won't start at midnight like the it'll last be early one. evening it, it will be an
2: early it'll evening. be before my bedtime
1: well, that's uh, five thirty at night is usually the bedtime of a man your age. <laughs> so. But yes, we will be uh, we will be breaking down everything from the how, Suns Clippers how much, game. How much
0: Ovaltine did you have during the the Christmas break? Oh there,
2: man, you guys have so much fun with this shit. It's
0: Jared's <laughs> G- In the swear jar. In there the we swear go. jar. Hey, look you at guys that. Have so much fun with this. Oh, uh, we, re-
1: we you really have should no make, idea. We really have should them, make Dave, Dave
0: dudes in your Ovaltine. <laughs> <laughs> We really should
2: make Dave donate
1: to charity every time he comes
0: out.
2: That's that's the information.
0: We're We're gonna gonna fund the the homeless by the end of the season, I guarantee you that.
1: Dave's now, Dave's now a 90-year-old woman. He just said he's going to wear a shawl. So uh, We have
2: gone Dave off said the rails. Yeah, I know. I was using an old man reference. Speaking oh, of
0: girdles, can we move on, please? Yeah, so who needs a girdle
1: on this team? That's the next topic. Uh, Rick in the chat, I was going to Hooters with the fellas? No, we're not
2: going to Hooters with no. the fellas. Dave can't handle
0: that. Uh, no. We're going to IHOP for the 5 o'clock special. That's what we're going to-
2: <laughs> that should be Saturday mornings. We should be doing eggs and coffee together.
0: Somebody, somebody should be bringing us breakfast. On location the in the aisle. True. Hey, once the pandemic's over, maybe we'll, we'll see about that. Live from
1: Iowa. So let's get back to the Suns because nobody came here to listen to Dave talk about whatever the hell we've uh, gone on about for you the guys last
2: have been doing <laughs> the Talking.
1: Uh, any concern when it comes to Devin Booker's maybe, maybe offense? Maybe we'll be
0: sponsored by Lubies next. <laughs> <laughs> Lubies,
1: a place that hasn't been open in 20
2: years. Uh, oh man! <laughs> but they still do the catering, don't they? At the oh,
0: I don't know, Dave. Only you would know that, Dave. Oh, so do you.
2: Okay. Oh yeah.
0: Hey, that's no, right.
2: The Sun's games, yes. Because okay. I go to that. We'll to get this back on again. the rails. My
1: gentlemen. Bad, I'm gonna I'm gonna play Chris Paul here, and I'm gonna. Slow the pace, calm it down a little bit. Boomer shakalaka. That is, yes, we're having a Dave King Boomer shakalaka shirt made. Oh, Jesus, the comment in the chat uh was that one of your high school friends. <laughs> Jesus, is that where we're going? uh That's how old Dave is. Okay, now I'm doing it. Okay, Come let's on, get back right. on. we, we get him, back on track. So when we when we look at this. Uh, is there any concern? I know we t- touched a little bit on concerns, but are there any concerns when it comes to Devin Booker and what appears to be a slower start offensively? Uh, is there is there anything there that concerns you at all? I'm in the camp that it's not concerning to me. Uh, it doesn't matter who's scoring as long as you're winning. But I know there is some uh, some potential concern out in Sunsland. So uh, where do you guys sit on that? So let's start with you.
0: Uh, no, I think just with every year, part of the development of Devin Booker is, is understanding what role he needs to play on this team. Um, and I think right now he's trying to be more of a playmaker and he's getting himself into some, some, unique positions on the court where he's really struggling and he's turning the ball over. So um, I think he's just doing a little too much or trying to force it a little bit uh, instead of just letting the game come to him like he has done in the past Uh, because it's a lot easier to know that, hey, I'm the scorer because nobody else on this team can really shoot the ball at all. So I'm going to score every time I touch the ball as opposed to, okay, we have other options. I don't need to force it. And when you get into particular positions that you've been used to in the past where you would just pull and shoot, to second guess yourself. And I think that's what's going on with Devin. He's, he's just kind of thinking a little too much from time to time. And it's getting himself into a, a little, a little bit of an issue. And um I think that'll, that'll work itself out. I think, you know, I, he's going to have another 50 point game this year. I just, I'm convinced of that. I just feel like he, he, he is just Devin Booker, dude. He's just Devin Booker. Put that on a t-shirt. He's just Devin Booker, dude. He's just Devin and, Booker. Uh, and, uh and, and, in and in, in players like him that have that kind of talent, they, they adapt and they overcome and they yeah. figure it out and uh, that won't last very long.
2: Yeah, no, we're going to be looking back on this in a month and we're going to say, did he really have that stretch where he was having more turnovers than than made free throws or you know? So it's just he, Booker's going to return to being Booker. He is Devin Booker. He is going to be. In fact, I'm pretty sure at this point, if the Suns are in the top four, top five in the West, that both Booker and CP3 will be All Stars again, or at least Booker for sure. Um, and, and he's going to be start, he's going to start playing like that again. What's it's just awesome that the Suns are five and one with Booker playing this way. And he knows that they don't need him to do everything. And I don't think I, I've heard a couple of Suns fans thinking he's, uh, trying saying he's trying to be a hero and he's not fitting in the offense and all. He's not trying to hero it. He's trying to help. He's just trying to do He's not a hundred percent sure exactly what's going on all the time out there because the the rotations are different, the uh, the offense is a little bit different, the actions are a little bit different, and that's the thing is is a couple of the players talked about this the other day. There aren't there aren't plays designed for a particular shooter. There are actions, and the actions have uh, uh, you know secondary actions, tertiary actions, etc. Um, and then whoever gets open and is ready for the shot takes the shot. So. Booker knows that he's he's he is part of this and he wants to be a part of this and he doesn't care that his scoring is down he really doesn't okay. he's gonna he's gonna figure out those turnovers and he'll start making his free throws that's not something that just goes away
0: a couple of people in the chat have mentioned his defensive effort and I do agree I think his defensive effort has been significantly you know uh, more intense this year than in other years and I think that's an adjustment as well you know you don't you don't really have that kind of effort when you're playing pickup ball. You don't have it as much mm-hmm. like in, in in when you're practicing. So that's going to be a part of this and, and him trying to figure that out. Um, but at the end of the day, what what matters? It's what he does in the fourth quarter when you need that big mm-hmm. shot. Is he going to come through? And he did it twice in back-to-back games, especially that Utah game with that kind of fadeaway three that was just – oh, it was just nasty. It was a step-back yeah. three. It was just sick. And uh, that's what you expect from Devin Booker. at the, mm. the, even the, Even the best players will have the worst games, but they'll hit that jump shot that they'll show on ESPN 49 times in a row to make <laughs> you think that he had a great game. And that's what Devin Booker is. Same thing with no, CP3.
1: With the Suns, they won't show it uh, forty-seven times in a row because for some reason they they the just don't show it. it. Like they showed the the top uh, 20, ten or twenty plays of of twenty twenty and Booker's game winner from the bubble didn't make it. Like I whatever, I'm, I'm not going to get into the respect or no respect. If the Suns keep winning, they'll get that eventually. Yeah. Some one of the flaming ballers in the chat did mention this earlier, and forgive me, I don't remember who it was, but he said that. It, Booker needs to trust Da more, and, and the passing needs to to he needs to get gets the passes to Da more often, uh, and I agree with that. I think that's one area that hopefully is something he works through. But overall, yeah, it's Tevin Booker. I'm not I'm not concerned, and I don't think he is either. He he's asked for. Uh, other players around him, James Jones took care of that. He asked for winners uh, around him and leaders. They they took care of that as well, and they're winning now. So I don't think he cares. if Even if he averaged 16 and 5, I don't think he'd care because he wants mm-hmm. to win. He wants to have impact. And Saul, you're 100% right. Making those shots at the end of the game, is impact. That's what matters. That's what people notice. And that's what Devin Booker is still doing. And the rest of it will come along for sure.
0: The passing to DA, that's very interesting because I think there's that's twofold, right? Number one, you want to know that no matter when when you throw that ball in the DA, that DA is going to do everything he can to make sure he gets the ball in the first place, right? And I think there's been tendencies on DA's part to be a little soft when holding off positioning down low. And and it's and it's cost him, you know. And so so you can't rely on that if you're Devin Booker. And for DA, he's gonna have to develop the ability to feel a little bit more confident in his own game and demand the ball. And once once you see another player calling for that ball and being emphatic about it, like dude, give me the ball, um, I think that that will tell Devin Booker like, okay, he's ready for this now. I I can trust him more when it comes to those key crucial moments in in the late game. I don't think Da has shown that to this point in his career. I think it will come, but I don't think he's there yet. And I think that's that's kind of the again, that's where we're talking about Devin Booker putting himself in positions where where he doesn't know exactly. Who Quite what to do, he he dribbled last night. He had da wide open. He had th- two or three guys on him, and then he ended up turning the ball over. He could have hit da, but I don't think he trusted da in that moment. So he was confused with what to do and put himself in a bad position. And I think yeah, I will, don't think himself moving forward.
2: Yeah, over the year, I mean, they've played, this is their third year together, um, two and a half years together, and Booker has never really developed a good uh, passing relationship with D.A., getting him the ball, that's for sure. Uh, Let's not uh, hold that against uh, Booker necessarily, or Well, it's just the combination isn't there because Booker led the league or was one of the best. uh, Let's see. I think he led the league in uh, assistable passes, like uh, passes that led to a, a shot that could have been made. Uh, last year and in the year before he's really really good at passing he just never has been really good at passing to da he just hasn't and before that he was never really good at feeding the post or or feeding lobs to you know guys like Marquise chris and guys like that. before that nobody is but um booker that is one of those things booker's better at passing back out to the perimeter to a guard than he is down low into traffic and and will that change maybe maybe cv3 will show him some tricks
0: that, that's the key. CP3 will show him. He will show him because that, that is a skill. When you're coming off a of pick and roll, yeah. uh, especially as a guard, right? And, and think about the bigs that, that Devin Booker's played with Tyson Chandler at Kentucky. He was playing with, uh, uh, oh God, why am I forgetting Towns? Um, yeah. You know, some bigs that that could go up and get the ball, right? um then he comes and loses tyson and, and 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 other guys and he doesn't really have that anymore until da shows up so in his mind you know bigs are only good for lobs probably at this point right so that yeah. finesse of being able to figure out how to get that that guy the ball in other ways besides just throwing it near the basket is a skill that you got to learn and you got to develop and i think he's starting he will start to learn that with cp3 in the fold because cp does that several times yeah. and he and he shows you how to do it so you know, well, it's it. funny. CP,
2: uh, cb three. He had what well, lob city and in, in the for the Clippers, right? Uh, with DeAndre Jordan and and Blake Griffin, he hasn't thrown a single lob this year, and I think it's because Da doesn't really take lobs and and you know catch and finishes very well. well.
0: Those, those two have explosive up hops, and Da doesn't really have that kind of. He can get up. Don't get me wrong, but he, yeah. he's not he's not like those. He's gotta dudes gather, up, you right? Know, like, those guys could just explode on you out of nowhere, and you're just like you're screwed. And
2: yay is going to be better is the lower passes to the chest and, and, and between the chest and the knees so that bounces and hard passes into his chest that those he can catch and finish with because he can make his own move. It'll get better. It's definitely going to get better, but it's not going to be lob city. And maybe no. Booker just has to learn how to do those, those hard passes and bounce passes into the post.
0: Look. Hey, somebody, somebody in the chat said, "I like how we're still blaming DA for everything. We're not blaming DA for anything, right? No. now. We're talking about, that's a mutual. That's a mutual thing that between Booker and DA." They, have, they will start to figure out. And, and it's different. Every team is different, right? You can't just say, well, they've been together for three years and blah, blah, blah. Well, three years they didn't always have a, a, an outstanding Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson from the outside. They didn't have CP3 in the fold. They didn't have Jay Crowder. Like things are different, and you got to learn every single year. So it's not just the same because these guys have played together for three years. The chemistry is a little bit different from year to year. Skills change, players develop, and things you know move around, and you just got to adapt.
1: Well, and it shows how much room for growth there still is. This team looks good, but there's still a large amount of opportunity in front of them to continue to grow, which makes it that much more exciting. One thing I do is tell DeAndre Ayton every night's um, uh, matchup is N- Nikola Jokic, right? If you tell him he's playing yeah. Jokic... Everything <laughs> changes. It's it's amazing. I, I think I saw he was averaging something like twenty seven points uh, in games against Nikola yeah. uh, Loh- <laughs> Loh- Loh- Jokic. So just tell him the Joker's on the floor and and get him locked in. Can we talk about? And we can because I'm driving the show. But yeah, right. I, can we can we talk about one thing that's been driving me nuts about this Suns start, uh, in particular the last few games? And and I, I mean no disrespect to Monty when I bring this up. But can somebody on the bench walk over to him and say, Monty, your mask is upside down? Because the sun's logo is pointing as if it's setting rather than rising. And as a guy <laughs> that worked in marketing for the team, it, tri- it drives me nuts. Just point the thing the right direction. Yeah.
2: Hey, at Grant least he's it, wearing
1: it.
0: The next Grant time. He keeps it, pulling it, the, it down. The logo. next time. Dude. The next time there's media availability, I'll make sure to point that out to thank,
1: him. Thank you. You can tell him it came from me. <laughs> I got you. Uh, as I got well. You. Look, I, you, if, yes, if yes. he keeps if he keeps winning, I don't care if he points the logo in any direction he wants, to be quite frank, but I just kept seeing up you, They're but five
2: clearly and you one.
0: do. You just brought it up. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's just one, five of and one, and you're like, oh, it's, oh it's <laughs> if he turns it right set up and they go one and five, it's all on you, Espo. It's all on you.
1: Monty Monty, if you win an NBA. <laughs> (laughs) Championship, you can wear the logo in any direction you want. All right.
0: Now, now the litmus (laughs) test is the NBA championship to change it. Okay.
2: (laughs) That's the Uh, only. That's the only excuse to have it upside down is to win the NBA championship.
1: I love. There's been two things that I have uh, I have gotten on Monty Williams about in his time here because I've been very thoroughly impressed uh, you know it was his Here camera you know. angle of the ipad which was laying on the table at his mask yeah. direction that's when yeah. you know you've got a good head coach because if you remember the last like 12 before monty uh we had a lot more that you could nitpick about about a coach it wasn't very difficult to say anything so cheers to you monty uh, honestly wear your mask how you want uh, i'll get over my ocd if if we need to <laughs> The chat, the flaming ballers have made it very clear that shut up, Espo. So <laughs> basically,
0: basically.
2: Yes. So I want to say that I think on, on the positive side for Monty, since there are one or two positives for him, uh his rotations have been really good. Um, Tim asked asked about this earlier in the in the chat. Um, he is staggering, he's doing a lot of staggering of Chris Paul and Devin Booker in the middle of the games. Obviously, they start and end together, but in the middle. They're doing a lot of a lot of that. Uh, Booker looks really good next to campaign, and Chris Paul is has been playing next to you know some of the shooters or some of the bigger guys. It's just fun uh, watching these guys and watching Monty do these rotations that are that are obviously very effective. Because even if I mean shoot, Denver started out hot in that first quarter, and the Suns still were only down two points, and then the bench comes in with Chris Paul leading them. And they took a ten point lead or eight point lead, so I think it's fun to watch. Uh, and Monty's doing a good job on those rotations. What do you think,
0: Saul? Uh, no, I, I totally agree. I think I mean Monty's just a good coach, man. He's just a good coach, and I think the players they trust him. And and, and when you have the trust in the coach, and and the way that he is maneuvering guys in and out, uh, you know, it gets everybody to buy in, and they play. They play confidently because they know what their role is going to be, and there's no wild cards. Yeah. You know, he's not that coach. You know, like being a U of A guy, right? Watching Sean Miller coach is like as frustrating as because somebody can make one mistake and out he comes, and that's no way to develop, right? You you can't yeah. learn, you can't you can't play through your mistakes, you can't you know get into a rhythm and, and, and play fluently. Uh, and so I think when Monty with these with these guys. He understands. He's played the game. He knows what level yeah. uh, he needs to coach, how hard he needs to coach. And and really, he trusts the veterans on this team to kind of self-manage. And that's the difference between this year and last year as well, is that you know he had veterans, but still had a lot of youth on this team that he was trying to coach through. And this year, he doesn't have as much of that.
1: Look, players respect Monty Williams. And the biggest sign of that is Chris Paul played with him early in his career in New Orleans, right? And he decided when he was trying to force his way out of, out of OKC where, when he knew he was going to get traded, he looked around and he said, I like the talent on Phoenix and I like the head coach because I know the guy. Uh, And, and he has a lot of respect and they both said, look, Early, we were both earlier in our careers, and we probably didn't know how to work with each other. But we're very excited to do it now, uh, and you got to like that. By the way, Saul, uh, I'm going to throw a curveball at you. Uh, there's a comment in the chat, uh, not a tough one, uh, that I think is the best backhanded compliment I've ever received in my life. It's Son's Dog uh, Twenty Four. If you can throw it up there, uh, yeah. I think you know which one I'm talking about here. Yeah, I'm trying to he find says. It he says, get back to Suns. You guys are as bad as the TNT panel, <laughs> which is the greatest compliment we have ever received on this
2: show. Look, yes.
1: if we if we sound like the Inside the NBA guys from a Suns perspective, we're doing something right. We just so need I,
2: Espo with the video board behind him that yeah. he can run to.
0: I'm going to knock hey, myself ladies. out. <laughs> I will say this a million times over. If we can be compared to those guys, hey, I'll take it. Because I love watching those guys. I laugh every single – I think I stay for the postgame show because of those guys. It's not because yeah. of the highlights. No, because You're they rarely show them. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and they rarely talk about, about the NBA. Game, yeah. <laughs> and
1: and speaking of, if you want a post-game show that will rarely show you the highlights, but you'll get to have a laugh or two, the Lunar Panel tomorrow night of Sunday <laughs> after the Clippers versus Suns on Fox Sports Arizona's post-game <laughs> show, Suns live. You will find us here on all the channels so yeah just a shameless plug uh right there so uh Saul, do we have a uh a imagine this we or do did... not okay
0: Actually, good. You know, i can make one up right now because i was thinking about it this morning okay if
1: you have the graphic let's just fake that we put some effort in yeah show. there we go guys
0: how about this if you could if you could take your stimmy <laughs> <laughs> stimmy oh god you're, 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 now Saul's 14
1: and dave's 95 all right put it, and, put towards,
0: and, put, and either add an attribute to one player or take a an attribute away from a player let's just say we're in like this black magic world uh what would it be i don't want to put my
1: stimmy anywhere let me just make that clear but if i had oh, to, if oh. i had to do that oh, uh,
0: oh. hey t-
1: what is wrong with that I just used the reference he said. I'm not... (laughs) Geez, Dave. For those
0: of you that don't know what a stimmy is, Dave, <clears throat> that's a stimulus. You know? No, though. I do know okay, what a stimmy right. is. Sure, you know? I mean, Jesus. I know it you would. Be, I know, I know you your six hundred and go to Lubies for the the cafeteria <laughs> special. Oh
2: no, I, I don't. I don't fit the profile for the stimmy. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, big dollar over
0: here! You're, You're all gonna right. call me on that? Okay, I'll call you back.
1: <laughs> Imagine <laughs> this. Oh, Dave is uh Dave is dropping uh his. Wallet apparently instead of names right now, but look them, if yeah. if I could if, if I could give any <laughs> attribute uh, to to the Suns team that they don't have right now, it would probably be, and I made the joke earlier, Larry Fitzgerald's hands for DeAndre Ayton. If DeAndre Ayton was catching every pass coming to him, uh, it, this, it, this would be another level for this Suns team. It'd be $600 well spent, and uh, I can't imagine I could get Larry's hands for that cheap, but I think it'd be worth
0: it. So yeah. Dave? I, uh, go ahead, Dave. Wow.
2: I don't know, man. We did not prepare for this at all. If oh, well, I could I, give them –
0: I will, I will go next. If go he, ahead, if you me. go next, please. please, please uh, you know, if I could, if I could take, I would take something away. I would take LeBron's playmaking ability because I think that would just completely eliminate the Lakers, and then it would be a, a pretty wide open field in the West.
2: Uh, LeBron it is incredible. How he is the best playmaker in the West, and obviously in the whole league. And this guy, yeah, absolutely. Um, God, if I can give the Suns something, I would just say health all year. That's that's really it because I love watching this team the way they're constructed right now, and if they stay this way with with no major injuries, it's going to be such a fun season to watch. I can't I, I can't even can't even think about how fun this is going to be. The Suns are definitely going to be fifty fifty win season fifty win team. <laughs> Yeah, there
1: look, you go. Look, so I didn't realize when you said take away, I thought you just meant the Suns roster and not the whole NBA. If uh if I were looking at the whole NBA, I would take Lucas supporting cast away because then oh, wait, that's already happened. Never mind. That's
0: already. Never, yeah. Never uh, mind. I was about to say. I was like, wait, what? Does he have a...
1: I don't have to. I can keep my 600 bucks and we so can all support happens. There you go. There you
0: go. Yeah.
1: Well, I think that brings us to a a conclusion here, I guess. Uh, You know, I love that we have trolls now in the Flaming Baller chat.
2: (laughs) Great. Like, that's funny. Funny
1: you've made it uh, you when know, kind of like, you've know, got the trolls, and they're telling you other sons' podcasts are catching uh, nipping at your heels. Thank you, gentlemen <laughs> in the chat uh, and ladies. Uh, I think we have one or two ladies
2: in the Flaming Ballers chat as well. Thank you, yeah. KP Smith saying she's out, uh, she's all in on dipsy Doos So, all right,
1: well, good Dave getting some support in the chat uh, from the female <laughs> demographic. Uh, look, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say, <laughs>
2: yeah, Tim knows what. <laughs> always had trolls tim, <laughs> tim, yep. tim
1: was the troll i think tim was the one making okay. so look if if you are watching or listening do us a favor hit that like button on youtube and and facebook also subscribe wherever you get podcasts and you know i'm we haven't asked for this in a while but leave a five star review for those of you that sure. uh, are from back in the day you remember hit that thumbs up
2: leave a five star review and then uh, check out the best sun's content on the web on brightsideofthesun.com. of the Since Espo wait, doesn't plug me. Wait,
1: anymore. wait a second. Wait, where did that come <laughs> from? <Whoa, whoa. laughs> They've <It's> got <gone> off, <laughs> off script here. I, I recommend foxsportsarizona.com uh, for all of your needs uh, and uh, any Saul Bookman content that you're looking for. Another guy has a place on the Internet, and that's with Fox Sports Arizona. So thank you to our partners at Fox Sports Arizona. You guys are doing uh, the work of uh, – uh, of the people, because without you during this pandemic, we wouldn't have had sports on television. We appreciate that. You've helped a lot of us out. So thank you for that. A tip of the hat, uh, my metaphorical hat, because I'm the only one that does my hair for this show. Uh, but thank you to everybody uh, there. You make sure to like them and follow them on social media for the Silver Fox uh, at uh, Dave King. You can find him at Dave King NBA on Twitter. The- whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. You didn't think we were going to just get out of this whole thing and not bring this up, right? I'm Greg um, Esposito,
1: ahoy hoy. Welcome into the sun solar panel. Am I, I know. in this snow? Don't make me hang up the, uh, the headphones and walk out this walk-in closet, I'll do it. You'll have your own one minute highlight video, and- I promise <laughs> you that. <laughs> There is a faction of Sudden's Twitter that seems to have fallen on its head very hard and thinks that that Chris Paul somehow fits into the equation. I have since fallen on my head as well. And, and now I believe fully in this deal when you look at it. There is a faction of Sudden's Twitter that seems to have fallen on its head very hard and thinks that...
0: I think that's a good place to just cut it right there. Right there. I, you know, I just got to say, you know, we, we've been watching Chris Paul and the effect that he's had on this team. You thought I was going to let you just skate on by and walk out of here without that. <laughs> you probably thought, oh, Saul's not going to bring that up. Uh, No, come right back. You, you take it like a man right here.
1: Let's just say this. You're lazy. I was expecting some Chris Paul highlights in there to really hammer at home how bad the initial take was, and you can't, and I did you not can't get try that. to throw
2: that back. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's good, really, man. It's stuck. Look, look I, I, get it. stuck. I get it.
1: I get it. It was a terrible take. I, I made my maya copa. I am in love with Chris Paul being on this team. And I know I will see that clip anytime Chris Paul does anything. And I am fine with that. I'm an adult. And what happens is sometimes you have a bad opinion and you're you're smart enough to change said opinion when new information appears and i am more than capable of doing that so thank you gentlemen for reminding me i need to be a better person in 2021 actually I don't. <laughs> i'm still gonna make bad hot takes and you're gonna make new videos of it and that is perfectly fine uh christian in the chat wants to know how do i purchase property on langston lagoon uh just venmo me some cash i'll give you a nice price <laughs> for that uh, however much you want so uh you know like like thousands hundreds of thousands whatever you want venmo me uh you can find me in there
0: so i, mean, um, I, having- think, I think it's dave's property that's why he doesn't need the stimmy <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's appreciating very
0: quickly that's right
2: <laughs> oh like yeah minsky cove actually has a uh, value again now too it does i, I that's there
1: That's why you invest in real estate, baby. And I'm the king of it on this program of obscure (laughs) guys. I own Cominci Cove and and Laguna. Brody in the chat. Espo, hatred, hated on CP3 everything the chat brought. Every time the chat brought him up, that is 100% true. When we were back in September Mm -hmm. and I was trying to figure out how you fit $41 million into into this team and still add additional players. (laughs) Guess what? They did it, so hats off to James Jones. He's a smarter man than I, and nobody ever doubted that. You got to put, yeah, there you go. (laughs) Espo turning that self self compliment, compliment the the mark,
0: the mark of a true pro. Espo, this is this is the the way it goes. I guess I'm I'm going to have to find some more awful stuff to bring up.
1: Believe me, there's 231 episodes of awful stuff that I've uh, produced on the internet. <laughs> if you haven't gone the-
0: back and looked at your guys' early episodes oh, to awesome. where we are now, it's like, wow. It's yeah. interesting. And even before the whole Fox Sports merge, like the, just the the journey from episode one to right before this whole partnership, uh, I'm just like I was looking through everything. I was like, "Wow, you guys have come a long way." Tim had a lot to do with that as well. So shout out to Tim. Uh, but I, let I, let Tim tell. got us to this point, and then he just said, "You guys are okay?" Good. Handle it right now. Aspo's about to say something that's awful because he doesn't like the fact <laughs> that we're complimenting other people. No, no, no. I can see it in your face. <laughs> I, I'm slow. just gonna say.
1: I'm just gonna say. Let's make it clear. Tim and I improved. <laughs> we got better when you got here, but we're all still dragging Dave along. <laughs> like, yeah, man. Let's I'm a draggy. You know, I'm, I'm good. Just I just had show
0: up. Somebody down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it wouldn't be the sun solar panel without that. Do you, you sure, want me to change sure. who I am? No, I'm Do you I'm want good. me not I'm to be good, the guy ben, that I'm got us here? I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm Vanna. No. Nobody. Back to the TNT comment. Nobody likes the TNT post game because they're real nice to each yeah. other, right? True. Shaq, <laughs> <is true. laughs> Shack, and Charles aren't hugging each other and making that show good. So let's be let's be honest here. So let me try this again for the Silver Fox, uh, Dave King. You can find him at Dave King NBA on Twitter. The NBA is because Dave is so good that the whole league respects him. Uh, another guy <laughs> below me, uh, the Carmel Thunder. From down under, it is Saul underscore Bookman. The underscore is there because the Saul is so hot, the Bookman can't get too close. Oh, my
2: gosh.
1: (laughs) I am at Espo. On Twitter, and
2: uh, oh, it, my, my
1: burner account is <laughs> I at I hated the CP3 deal before it was done. Uh, that is my burner account. Uh, you can find the show on Twitter at Sun Solar Panel, and make sure to follow all of Fox Sports Arizona's great social suppose, content across. The learning
2: state. from the Suns and playing really good defense these days. Yes,
1: uh, my offense has always been spectacular. It's now learning how to play the defense because Saul's brought, brought his A game now. It's uh, so that so for the guys, uh, I'm yep. Greg Thanks for listening to the Suns Solar Panel. Join us Sunday night after Suns' live post game from Suns v Clippers. We will be here for another edition of the Lunar Panel. Until next time, ahoy,
0: Yeah, you can't hold me down. Yeah, how you let me know you won't beat the hell a car. Oh, it's like bling blow, Hey, Yeah, you can't hold me down. Yeah, how you let like me know? You won't beat the have a car. Oh, looks like bling blow, ayy.